What is going on, everybody? We are finally back. Season two, episode one. We are excited to be back. Anthony, a father now. How are you doing, Anthony? I'm doing great. Uh, loving fatherhood and everything. Uh, being a dad has been pretty interesting. A big roller coaster, um, you know, with the sleep and no sleep here and there that we get. Um, but you, sir, are also a dad, a dog dad, that is. How do you feel uh, being a dog dad now? Dog dad, yeah, that's correct. Uh, I love it. She's great. Um, I'm looking forward to being a real father. But right now, a dog father is is great. Yeah, looking at the week one big games recap, some games uh, that kind of had these guys pop off a bit. You know, Jameis Winston starting now, quarterback for the Saints. He had a huge game uh, against the Green Bay Packers, throwing for only 148 yards, but five TDs. That is uh, a record, actually, in NFL history. The least amount of wow. passing yards uh, in a game with five TDs thrown by a quarterback. Jameis Winston, you know, he uh, said it post-game interview. You know, his trainer said that uh, they just have to be prepared, um, and he definitely was. That was a great game to watch for for your Saints there, Johnny. Yeah, I was actually I was pumped to watch that. I'm, I didn't know that actually about the NFL record, but I, I could definitely see that being uh, a record being 148 yards, which is not much in this day and age and five touchdowns, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I was, I was very excited to see how the Saints played and how they played Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, we don't know what's really going on with him in, in Green Bay, but uh, yeah, I was very excited to watch Winston. Yeah, he was pretty awesome to, to watch. And then the next guy I got up for like the big games that happened in week one, Darren Waller of the Las Vegas Raiders, tight end. He had 19 targets, 10 receptions, 105 yards, and one touchdown. You know, um, he could have had two TDs and uh, a lot more yards if Derek Carr had uh, seen him kind of wide open when he's throwing his hands up in the air. Uh, it was kind of unfortunate to see because I do have him in fantasy football, um, but still a great game overall. He had a huge, um, you know, performance. And I'm pretty sure he'll have more like that throughout the year. He's kind of like my tight end number one, and uh, we are big fans of him on this show. Yeah, we have been since last season, and we saw what he can do, and his story is obviously so touching, and just to see what he came through and and where he is now, it's it's really unbelievable. But he's obviously that number one guy in Vegas with 19 targets, which is ridiculous. I think Hunter Renfro was the second on the team with nine. Um, but yeah, just seeing him do his thing, and I think he's going to be incredible this season. But moving on, um, I'm going to talk about some guys that I thought kind of went over expectations, I think, for week one. Um, but I'll start with Jalen Hurts on the Eagles, I think. A lot of people were doubting him. They weren't really sure. Is he going to do great? Is he not? But I, I think he looked really good. Obviously, against the Falcons, D, it's not that hard to look good. But I think it was a great start to his confidence for the season. But he put up just uh, over 34 fantasy points with 306 total yards, 262 of those being passing, 62 rushing, and also three passing touchdowns. But his connection with Devonta Smith looked really nice. Um, even Miles Sanders looked decent with him, even though he's a rushing QB. But uh, Jalen Hurts looked very good in week one. 
Yeah, Jalen Hurts looked awesome in that Nick Sirianni uh, offense. You know, I was kind of surprised because uh, looking at them in the preseason, it kind of looked a little dull and everything, how they were running the offense. And um, with Joe Flacco in there, it's, uh, you know, completely different, obviously, because he has a different uh, skill set than Jalen Hurts. But, yeah, Jalen Hurts looked phenomenal in this uh, week one game against the Falcons, throwing with the three TDs, like you were saying, and his connection with Devontae Smith, the – um, you know, all his college connection there. So definitely something to keep an eye out for. Who's the next guy that you said had a big game over the weekend, Johnny? Next guy I have, uh, obviously a questionable duo in San Fran between Ayuk and Debo Samuel. But Debo Samuel, I think, uh, went way over expectations. Brandon Ayuk obviously put up a big goose egg, zero points, which is very shocking uh, in my opinion. I know he was dealing with a little bit of an injury, but – they said he was good to go against the Lions, and he didn't even get a look. So I think Debo after week one, it looks like he's going to be that number one guy for Jimmy G or whenever Trey Lance gets in there. But uh, Debo just put up over 28 points, 189 yards, 12 targets for nine receptions, and also a touchdown in there. But uh, I think he looked really good. Obviously, the Lions aren't going to be great this year. But uh, again, same thing as Jalen Hurts. I think it, it really boosts Debo's confidence going forward into the season. And I think he's just going to get better. Yeah, for sure. Debo was awesome over the weekend. And it was funny because I was even like trying to look at uh, who was scoring points for them. And I thought it would mainly be Ayuk. But um, turns yeah. out he kind of had a dud of a game. And Debo Samuel was the one that benefited off of, uh, you know, um, Okuda, you know, injuring his Achilles and being out for the year. Uh, the yeah. Lions cornerback that they drafted uh, last year, third overall. It's kind of crazy to see Debo Samuel, uh, you know, doing everything to uh, for, for this 49ers offense. It's awesome if people have him in fantasy and just continue to start him. Um, for guys that I have that, uh, you know, kind of did not do well uh, week one, you know, I'm a big fan of running back, so I picked two here. I got Saquon Barkley, um, you know, from my New York Giants who are playing tonight against the Washington football team uh, last week, Barkley had 10 rush attempts for 26 yards. He was targeted three times. He had one reception for one yard, only scored 3.7 fantasy points. Kind of a huge dud if you drafted him, uh, you know, early in the first round, thinking that he would, uh, you know, kind of be back to himself and, uh, you know, doing the things that he did in his rookie year. Very disappointing to see. Uh, you know, Johnny, did you happen to watch, uh, you know, Saquon that week one game? I didn't actually, I didn't watch much of the Giants, but obviously I think he put up just over three points or something or something similar to that. But obviously if you're going to spend a first round pick, most likely on Saquon, it's not what you want. Um, obviously owners knew what they were getting themselves into with his injury last season. And he wasn't hundred percent, even in training camp and preseason. So you're, you're going to expect that he's not hundred uh, percent right now for the regular season, but uh, again, spending your first round draft pick on him and just getting over three points in week one is not really what you want. Yeah, and we're even watching this game right now, them playing the Washington football team. And I think on that first drive, I hardly, I don't think Saquon even got the ball. Maybe you got him once and while we're recording. Maybe I missed them getting the ball, but, um, you know, hopefully he gets more touches and stuff. It's not looking that way because of his injury, maybe, but uh, we'll kind of see where things go from there. But the next guy I had, that uh, really shit the bed for week one. Ezekiel Elliott going against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
was a huge disappointment. You know, only 11 carries for 33 yards, targeted twice, two receptions for six yards, scoring only 5.9 fantasy points. Uh, you know, apparently Dak Prescott um, had audible a bunch of run plays. I think it was like 12 run plays that they were kind of in when Zeke was in the lineup and he audible to the pass play, which definitely took away from Ezekiel Elliott's uh, touches and opportunities there. And, uh, you know, adding more value to Dak and all of their receivers there in Dallas. Um, you know, it was definitely also a huge disappointment too going against the Bucks defense, you know, with all those guys that they have in Duncan Sue, um, Shaq Barrett, Avante David, uh, Devin White, all those guys, they're definitely going to be shutting down running backs uh, for this year. So definitely keep an eye out for that matchup. Yeah, that was definitely a shocking game. Obviously, first game of the uh, of the year, so everyone was watching and tuning in. But Elliot, again, it's, I don't think it's time to panic just on him yet. Obviously, Tampa's defense is pretty good, and this week they got the Chargers, so I think it's a little worse than what Tampa's is. But um, again, I don't think it's time to really concern yourself over Ezekiel Elliott, especially if you if you drafted him top five, possibly top six. Um, but 11 rushing yards, 11 rushes, sorry, for 33 yards, uh, a couple targets in there as well. Not too much. But again, I don't think it's time to uh, worry. I think Dak's going to get him into the game at some point. Obviously, a very talented back. And uh, I think you're just going to have to be patient with him. Yeah, for sure. That's, uh, I mean, patience is the biggest thing with these two. Like, you just got to be patient with, with both of them, and hopefully they'll be able to break out like they have done in the past and we could see those um, big plays again and moving on to our next segment we're going to talk about the ads that you guys want to have for your week two lineup Um, for one of my ads that I said to definitely submit for the weekend uh, is if you need a quarterback you got to roll with Jared Goff he had a huge game um, against the 49ers they were uh, you know way behind and they started to come back I kind of think something like that would happen again for this game coming up. He's only owned in 13% of uh, leagues on Yahoo. So definitely want to scoop him up if you need a quarterback. I definitely did that for my fantasy league and now he's in my starting lineup. So let's see where things go from there. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Goff did a lot better than people thought he was going to, especially against the 49ers defense. Um, it really collapsed again. I feel like obviously some injuries were in there, but um, again, I think, I think Jared Goff did uh, well over what he was expected to do. Um, but moving on to one of my ads, I think is, is very key for this week is uh, rookie receiver on the Arizona Cardinals, Rondell Moore. Um, only, pres- only owned in 31% of Yahoo leagues. Uh, I think he has the potential, especially to really shine in that Cardinals offense, obviously. They got Hopkins. He's not going to beat Hopkins out of a spot. But Christian Kirk, I think, and Rondell Moore could easily battle for that number two spot. Um, I think Moore had around nine targets last week, if I'm correct. Sorry, five targets, uh, four receptions, but for 68 yards. Uh, I think he's definitely a reliable option for Kyler to go to if, uh, say, I don't know, Hopkins is covered. And same with Kirk. But um, I think he has the ability to, especially get more targets throughout the season and only 31%. I think he's definitely a a safe ad. Yeah, I think so too. I think he's going to be, you know, more of an asset on the offense than 
um, Christian Kirk, because Christian Kirk, usually this always happens with him is where he has big games early in the season. And then he just falls off the cliff and then he'll have another good game again. Um, I think Rondell yeah. Moore was going to be more consistent throughout the year and the, he's going to be someone that takes over Christian Kirk's spot. Um, and then if people are in dynasty leagues, I think it's awesome for, you know, that's a good rookie to have on your dynasty uh, league team and to take him into the next season with uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, but the guy that I want to add for uh, receivers, um, you know, injury to Jerry Judy, unfortunately, over the weekend against my Giants. Um, definitely a sad, sad injury to see because I do have Jerry Judy in um, like some some leagues that we're in. Uh, but I ended up picking up uh, KJ Hamler, uh, the second year wide out from Denver. Uh, you know, the big fan of the head coach did say that he's going to be in the starting lineup with like Tim Patrick um, as well and, and uh, Cortland Sutton. So that's going to be the three wide receiver trio there. I just like KJ Hamler more than I would say Tim Patrick because KJ Hamler has that juice to, uh, you know, take the top off of the defense and everything and create separation. Um, I kind of like him more so than I would with uh, Tim Patrick because I think Tim Patrick is coming off of an injury as well. I think he had a torn ACL last season. So, um, yeah, definitely that's the option I want to go with. He's only owned in 6% of leagues on Yahoo, so definitely want to scoop him up as well. Yeah, I think that's a really safe ad as well besides Tim Patrick. Um Teddy, he looked pretty good in week one, I'm going to say. Um, obviously, they still have Sutton there, but with Judy out probably four to five weeks at least, uh, I think KJ could definitely step up in that second receiver role. Um, but my second ad for the week, I'm going to say the two receivers out in New England. I'm going to say Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar. Um, I think they're very good options for Mac Jones, especially with Mac Jones not running at all. He's going to look to throw it or hand it off to Damian Harris, but um, he's going to be looking at Myers and Aguilar mainly as his two guys. So Myers 62% owned and Aguilar being 50% in Yahoo leagues. But uh, I think, I think they look really good. Myers had, uh, I believe nine targets and Aguilar seven um, Myers being the slot guy. He didn't have as many yards as Aguilar. I think Aguilar did have the touchdown as well. But um, again, I think Mac Jones is going to be slinging it. I think he had around 280 passing yards last game and one touchdown, but uh, going up against the New York Jets offense or defense story this week. Uh, I think these two could really shine. Yeah, that's definitely a good option there. Uh, and, you know, Mac Jones being a rookie and all, uh, he looks pretty good for, you know, being a rookie. Kind of looks Brady-esque when yeah, he plays, absolutely. calling out the mic and everything um, and how he stands in the pocket and delivers the ball. Um, and, yeah, these two uh, receivers, you know, it's not like New England has that, big dominant number one uh, wide receiver. Like they got a bunch of guys here and there. And these two are definitely uh, pretty good options. They're pretty solid and everything. And with Mac Jones, uh, you know, accuracy and consistency, I think these two guys are going to be great ads for uh, the week two matchup against the Jets. But now looking at guys that we want to tell you to drop from your roster. Uh, the first guy I'm going to go with is uh, running back from the Houston Texans. David Johnson, he's currently owned in 49% of leagues on Yahoo, and he doesn't have a great uh, situation there in Houston. You know, they brought in Mark Ingram in the offseason, and uh, Mark Ingram seems to be the lead back in who came from Denver, so have Rex Burkhead there, and David Johnson just didn't have any opportunity really to uh, thrive in that week one game. Uh, so he's definitely someone that you want to drop from your roster and just forget about him, okay? 
Yeah, it's kind of looking like a, a Baltimore Ravens situation right now. Like they're signing so many guys. They got Tyson Williams. They got Latavius Murray. They just signed Devontae Freeman to their active roster today. Um, but yeah, Houston's running back situation, obviously not very strong to begin with, but being so many guys already in that role, I don't think David Johnson's really going to put up many points going forward. Ingram looked decent in week one. They got Philip Lindsay too. Um, so again, yeah, I think Anthony, that's a safe drop bet. Um, but for my first drop option for the week, it's going to be Zach Moss on the Buffalo Bills. He wasn't even playing in week one. He was a healthy scratch. Devin Singletary and Matt Breda carried the running back uh, options for week one. So again, I think Zach Moss was a, he was a later round pick anyway, if you did pick him up, but obviously he looked decent at the end of the season uh, last season. So um, you kind of hope that he would pick that back up this season, but being a healthy scratch week one, it doesn't really show that the bills are, are into Moss. So I think he is safe to drop. Um, if you need that running back depth, I'd say keep him for now, the next couple of weeks, see how he does. Um, but if you don't need that running back depth, I'd say he's a safe drop. Yeah, it's so hard to read Buffalo's uh, backfield. You know, Devin Singletary looks good one week or a few weeks, and then Zach Moss comes in and he looks good. And then um, they're both very much uh, similar running backs. They both run in a similar fashion and they can both like catch out of the backfield really. So um, yeah, definitely you can drop Zach Moss. I wouldn't even, even recommend, uh, you know, picking him up or anything. Only if there's like injuries uh, in, in that backfield there in Buffalo, um, that would be the only reason why to pick him back up, but we'll have to keep an eye on that throughout the season. And moving on to another guy that we think you should drop, um, sophomore wide receiver from the Las Vegas Raiders, Henry Ruggs, the third. Uh, he's currently owned in 39% of leagues on Yahoo. Uh, you could definitely just drop him from your uh, roster. Uh, you know, they got, uh, you know, Derek Carth slinging the ball out to uh, Darren Waller with his big game, as we were talking about earlier, you know, targeted 19 times. Uh, so Henry Ruggs not even being looked at. And then, uh, Johnny, you were saying, um, uh, what's it? Hunter Renfro, uh, you know, he had the second most targets on the team. So uh, just Henry Ruggs, not a reliable option there in that offense there for the Raiders. Yeah, like he has so much potential, but just his ability to get free from a defender, it's just not there. His speed's there. Um, I think he just needs to grow as a, as a player within the next season or two, and I think he'll be there. But right now, I think Derek Carr is obviously looking to Darren Waller Hunter Renfro, like I mentioned earlier. Um, but again, I think Ruggs just needs to grow a little bit more, and I think he's going to be there. Um, but my last drop option for this week, not a, not a safe drop, I'd say. It's more of a risky drop, but Marquez Callaway on the New Orleans Saints. It hurts for me to say that. But week one, Winston didn't really look his way. I think he had two targets for one reception and 14 yards. Um, he looked great in preseason, which is why so many people hyped him up for the regular season. Um, but minus seven last week in draw percentage. Um, so people aren't really having the confidence in them like they did before the regular season started. But uh, again, I'd, I'd say I'd, I'd wait a, a week or two and see how he does against the Carolina defense and then New England's defense in week three. But again, I think he put up just over two points last week in week one. Um, so I'd say if he, if he doesn't show that potential like he did in preseason, I think he's a safe drop. 
Yeah, and it's kind of surprising, too, with uh, when you read the stat line of James Winston throwing, like, five tutties, um, and, you know, Marquez Callaway doesn't even get one of them. Like, it's kind of surprising because, uh, yeah, like you were saying, he was having a big preseason and everything. I was hyping him up a lot in the preseason, and he was someone I wanted to draft, and then comes out week one with this bad of a game. I guess it might have been the matchup, too, going against someone like uh, Zaire Alexander. He's a amazing corner that they have there for the Packers but um, hopefully you know he's able to break out uh, later on in the season before Michael Thomas comes back but we'll have to keep an eye out for him Uh, yeah definitely a risky drop there but you know you got to risk it for the biscuit right yeah absolutely Um, let's move on to uh, our week two starts so who do you got yeah so we were talking about him earlier uh, in the ads you know quarterback Jared Goff for the Detroit Lions down or I guess not down there but you know over in uh you know Motor City with Dan Campbell that crazy animal of a head coach um you know he's someone I want uh you guys to start if you have him I'm starting him in my uh lineup uh you know he's going against the Green Bay Packers uh and we saw Jameis Winston throwing for five tutties against this defense I think Jared Goff could have a pretty similar um, stat line like he did last week, uh, just because I think I can see Green Bay getting really ahead of this team and then making, uh, you know, the uh, Lions just one-dimensional and just passing. And uh, Jared Goff, just check it down to Swift and um, uh, to Jamal Williams there. Uh, sorry, I'm just getting a little distracted watching this game. Barkley had a huge run, and I'm kind of pissed. Me as well. I'm watching that too. Falling off. Like, this Matt. uh Hopefully he gets the ball again. I want to see him keep running. But, uh, <laughs> you know, Jared Goff scored 27.6 fantasy points. Uh, I think he could do something similar, like I was saying earlier. Um, again, going against Green Bay, falling behind. He's just someone that, you know, could pick up a lot of, uh, you know, garbage time, yards and touchdowns and things like that. So keep an eye out for him. Absolutely. I think he shocked everyone against San Fran. And he shows that he can still be a reliable starter in this league. Um, especially behind Detroit's O-line. Obviously not as good as what he had in L.A. Um, but again, I, he throws a lot. He's going to get those passing touchdowns for you. He might get those interceptions, but I think in fantasy-wise, I think he's a safe option, especially against Green Bay and how they're struggling right now. Um, but my first start option for this week, I mentioned him a little earlier, is Mac Jones at the New York Jets. Week one, he looked pretty decent for his first game debut. He had just over 17 points, 281 passing yards, and one passing touchdown in there. But like you said, he just looked he looked confident in the pocket. Um, he didn't throw an interception, obviously, which is a huge bonus. Um, but I think he, he looked really good there in New England. And I think he's just going to continue to grow under Bill Belichick and, and their playbook and their offense. But against a weak New York Jets defense, I think he, uh, he might have the opportunity to shine. Yeah, he him going against the Jets, it's like, uh, it's it's a pretty exciting matchup. You know, I like watching uh, Zach Wilson because he kind of throws a ball um, with ease and he's, uh, you know, kind of Mahomes-esque, but uh, like talent-wise is there. So hopefully he kind of like shines through with this uh, Jets team and uh, Mac Jones looking like Tom Brady, like how we were saying earlier and everything. He's fun to watch. So um, it's definitely going to be a game that I – will be watching and I want to see Mac Jones uh, get that W and hopefully he could take the football home with him. Uh, I don't know if you saw that when he threw his first touchdown. I did. Uh, kind yeah. of give 
ball, but he's, he's like, I don't want it. I just want to win. No. So uh, I kind of like Mac Jones. I'm kind of excited to see him for this uh, matchup this weekend. And the next guy that I'm going to say to start is um, rookie wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles, Devontae Smith. Uh, we were saying earlier, you know, his connection with Jalen Hurts is amazing to see. And, you know, they bring that connection from college now to the pros. Uh, you know, and looking at his week one stat line again, he was targeted eight times, six receptions, 71 yards, and one TD. Um, I think he could do uh, great against San Fran. Uh, you know, San Fran gave up a lot of yards to Detroit uh, for, like, Jared Goff uh, sling the ball to those wide receivers there. And Devontae Smith definitely has way more talent than, uh, you know, Detroit's uh, wide receivers. So I'm going to look at him to have a big game. You know, it's going to be – pretty good for him so definitely start him in your lineup if you have yeah I think he looked really good in his first game as a professional player um obviously I was watching that game pretty uh intently and uh, I wanted to see how Hurts did as well but I think their connection there it looked really good so I think Devonta Smith could easily be the Eagles number one receiver ahead of Jalen Rieger um but again as San Fran obviously has a little bit better of a defense um comparing to Atlanta, but uh, I think he definitely has the potential to really grow the season under uh, that Eagles offense and Jalen Hurts. But uh, let's move on to my last start option for week two, and that's going to be wide receiver on the LA Chargers uh, and Mike Williams. Um, I think he looked really, really good. Obviously, he has that injury bug, uh, it seems, every season. But if he stays healthy, I think he's a really great option now, especially with Justin Herbert as a starting quarterback there in L.A., um, and as Keenan Allen grows as a wide receiver, obviously the defenses are going to be focused on him, but Mike Williams can really get that stuff done um, under that offense. And week one, over just over 18 points, 12 targets with nine receptions and a touchdown. Um, Allen just had over that with 13 targets, didn't have a touchdown, just over 14 fantasy points. But I think with both of those guys healthy and in the lineup, uh, I think Mike Williams can do some serious damage this season. Yeah, Mike Williams could uh, be pretty good with, um, you know, Keenan Allen on the opposite side of him and got a quarterback like Justin Herbert in his uh, second year. Um, you know, Mike Williams is one of those guys that always makes contested catches. He does, he's not really going to separate from uh, corners or anything. But, you know, when the ball is in the air, he's one of those guys that's going to go get it. Uh, so he's definitely, as long as he gets his targets, I think, you know, whether he's, um, you know, covered or not, he could definitely pull the ball away from guys easily. Uh, you know, 12 targets, nine receptions, one TD, uh, pretty good, great numbers for him. And, uh, yeah, definitely someone that is, a uh, in a great matchup going against Dallas, um, for week two, the sits that we want to, um, you know, address for, if you have them in your lineup, um, I selected rookie tight end uh, Kyle Pitts of the Atlanta Falcons going against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Kyle Pitts, uh, week one against the Eagles, he was targeted eight times. He had four receptions, 31 yards, uh, only scored like seven points. Um, definitely a huge disappointment for uh, Kyle Pitts. You know, high expectations, really high expectations for him to break out in this, uh, like, tight end um, position for fantasy that we always say is very weak. And, you know, there's got to be guys that break out and stuff. We're trying to find guys all the time. 
every year. We saw TJ Hawkinson uh, week one for the Lions, you know, had a huge game, kind of expecting something like that from Kyle Pitts, and then it wasn't there. Um, Tampa Bay, I think it was, uh, you know, the Dallas Cowboys going against Tampa Bay. Dalton Schultz was the uh, tight end for the Cowboys. He had a few receptions in that game. But I think with Atlanta's offense overall, there's that picture of Matt Ryan on the ground with his lineman kind of standing over him. I don't know if you've seen that uh, meme. I did, yeah. Johnny, that was, that, that was it's pretty funny to see. I yeah. I will think that uh, Tampa Bay is going to put Matt Ryan on his ass consistently just because, like we were saying earlier, um, you know, they do stop uh, teams from running the ball like how they did with, against Dallas. Uh, but I think this team overall could just defend very multiple ways. And going against uh, the, you know, Atlanta offense, they're obviously going to clue in on Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley. Like, those two are, guys are the big weapons that Atlanta has. And once you shut them down, then you're going to shut down everything else. So that's why I'm going to say bench Kyle Pitts for this matchup against Tampa Bay. Um, and, yeah, that's about it for week two sit for me. Yeah, it's tough against uh, what you said for Pitts. Like, obviously, he looked he looked pretty decent, I'd say, um, in his first game against Philly. Um, the targets were there. His his snap count was there. I think he's just going to continue to grow this season um, with Matt Ryan throwing the ball. Um, he's the highest, I think, the highest ever drafted tight end uh, in the NFL. So I think he has that potential, and uh, I hope he grows for my sake. I do have him on one of my teams but um again i think it is a safe sit this week he hasn't really shown what he's made of yet and going against a tampa defense that's pretty solid uh i think they can easily get to mount ryan in the pocket and uh it might not be as pretty for kyle pitts as it was uh in his first week and again claypool um there's so many targets for big ben to throw to and i obviously i think they want to get Najee harris uh, really into that offense as well. So, um, again, it's it's definitely a safe sit for Chase Claypool against the Raiders. Um, but my only sit this week is going to be Brendan Ayuk. I kind of mentioned him earlier when I was talking about Debo Samuel. Um, but I see reports coming out that he might not even be the number two. Um, I'm not too sure. Anthony, if you want to help me out, I'm not too sure that receiver that came in uh, for the Niners ahead of Ayuk. But obviously Ayuk was dealing with an injury before the season. Um, they said he was good to go against the Lions, but he didn't get uh, a look. So, um, again, it's definitely safer to sit him if you can um, before he shows you uh, what he's actually made of. Yeah, I'm uh, taking a look right now and seeing if I believe it's uh, Sheffield if he's ahead. Uh, no, Trent Sheffield is not ahead of Ayuk on the depth chart. Uh, so it's definitely probably like an injury thing and even like uh, maybe off the field too. I uh, haven't seen anything about how Ayuk is off the field or anything, or if he's like mm -hmm. in, the, in the locker room, you know, kind of like cocky or anything like that. And then they just yeah. like coaches see it the wrong way. And then that's why they don't play him or they don't give him as many opportunities. Um, you know, so that's probably something to look out for and something to keep an eye, even on like Reddit. Uh, you know, that's something that we kind of look out for lately. Um, just checking Reddit stuff like that. There's always some, hidden stories that you kind of just find and kind of go over and see, and then you find out if they're true later on. So uh, yeah, def definitely something to look out for um, with Ayuk. And uh, maybe hopefully if he starts playing, there's a little bit of trade value. And then 
uh, if people want to, they could just move on from him so that way they don't have to worry about it. Uh, but yeah, that kind of wraps up everything that we have for our, um, you know, podcast uh, season two, episode one. Um, you know, thanks everybody for kind of listening and tuning in to our podcast for season one. And now that we're starting season two, we're excited to, um, you know, kind of do this every week and how we changed everything up from last year. Uh, Johnny, did you want to say anything to the people that are listening? No, just kind of adding on to what you said. Um, we're excited to be back for the full 17 weeks and uh, we hope you guys keep supporting and we see the love on Instagram and Twitter and uh, we're really excited for the season to kick off. Yeah, thanks everybody for listening and we will see you guys uh, after week two.